0: A second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 108. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron from the vast misting, rolling hills, tides, lakes, regions,
1: forests,
0: animals, and vast, vast, vast wildlife.
1: Isn't that the same as animals? Yes. You shut your mouth. God damn it. It's the Saturday Show, baby! Woo!
0: Tonight in studio, we are joined. God damn it! For the too manyth time, you know her as the dr- the drug inhaling princess, <laughs> the witch with an itch. <laughs> but we here at the Wicked Planet know her best as the demon from hell. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the bear with a stare. Some as the micro weenie who wears a beanie. But his friends and family know him best as the man who nuked gay we- whales for Jesus.
1: Ron, what's going on? <laughs> on. Happy weekend, everybody. Doing something a little different this week. Actually, <sighs> sipping some mimosas,
0: baby. Top of the moon into you. What the hell was that, Kristen?
2: Where's the itch coming from? The witch with the itch. I you, like that. You
0: tell me. You're the one that's single. But boom
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know, my dad used to tell me this horrible thing when I was a kid. He used to always say it, and I don't know why, but he would always say, Go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with smelly finger. And I was like, Ugh, what a loser, Jesus dude. Who says that to Christ. like an eight-year-old Chris, girl? Where, what,
0: where, what are you coming up with this stuff for?
1: Yeah,
2: it made. That's what it instantly made me think of because he scarred me with that phrase.
1: You've been scarred ever since. All right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> so something a little different. We're recording on a Saturday morning. Yeah. We had an in in arrival time, uh, and it's right now an hour and a half later. So. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's
0: standard practice here at the Wicked Planet We show up at a certain time We record like five hours later
2: But you know what I'm not so butthurt about it this time Because usually it's dark out And I'm like it's time for bed almost And
1: You have a hard time during the week
2: Yeah, But in the morning yeah. on a Saturday I like this I could stay here I mean it's morning. all those
0: drugs you have at home that you have to do You're like I
1: gotta go I got to go. I got to go do the drugs. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing is, when Buckley and I first started doing this, we did it a lot of Saturdays, like for months. Yeah. And uh, and then, but that was in the winter, though. So then when we started getting into summer, we're like, well, we got things we need to do on a Saturday. But I don't know. You know, my life has been, and well, all of ours, not just mine, but have been so busy during the week. And, of course, this last Wednesday uh this last week the kids were off from school for the whole state of new hampshire so uh i had things to do with little g and then wednesday was my anniversary so i'm like oh, man i kind of gotta <laughs> not tell my wife well the show's more important you know what i mean so uh, we said you know what let's just put it off and then buckley and i said well and Kristen were like well we'll just do it thursday and then 45 minutes later buckley's like oh crap i can't do it on thursday i said you know what let's just do saturday and Kristen jumped on that so
2: fast. 8 a.m. Yeah, And no, then Ron yeah. laughs. And he goes yeah, 8, 8,
1: a.m. 8 a.m. She goes, I mean, yeah, 8 a.m. So I send her the laughing emoji. I actually would have been there at 8.
2: I would, I would not that. have. I was late for the 9 o'clock.
1: That's true. I was the so. only one on time. Yeah, you're pretty good about being on time, actually. Yeah, what is this?
0: You got you two need to whip your asses in shape. I'm sick of this. My- I am sick of it. If you show up late again, you're going to have to start running laps around the garage. But what did I say to right?
1: you? i need it did you see my text that said (laughs) i'm just finishing up with the dogs so after they have breakfast i have to let them out right well willow almost got herself a turkey Ooh, nice so it's a little early thanksgiving still like well i'm like
2: kind of a dinner
1: i'm like okay (laughs) what the fuck was that here we go i gotta be out of here in five or ten minutes and you guys are chasing turkeys but it's all good
0: we're here now turkey that you could have just saved that for thanksgiving Yeah, I don't know about that. Just throw it in your freezer.
2: No, throw it in a bucket of water. It'll be fine.
0: <laughs> Feathers and all, just put it in a big bag and throw it in the freezer. You should have just brought it here and gave it to Kristen so she could
1: use it for like some witch shit. Oh my God, Kristen got her skulls this morning. Thank
2: you so much. They are the biggest skulls I have in my collection, and I love them. And I, I first thought they were horse skulls, but we have since found out that they are indeed cow skulls. So thank you so much. I am on the hunt for more skulls. If anyone has a shark skull... Bird skulls, human (laughs) skulls. human skulls, baby skulls, skulls. anything at all. Sharks.
1: Sharks don't have
0: skulls that I remember. They have skeletons, don't they? See that I thought I thought it was mostly
2: cartilage.
0: No, I think they have vertebrae like birds.
1: I thought usually I thought
2: vertebrae makes you an animal, and that whale is the only vertebrae. I'm pretty sure
0: sharks uh, used to be birds, and they evolved into sharks.
2: Oh damn! Is that a conspiracy?
0: That's I just made that up right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. But no, I think maybe the guy whoever brought you those skulls, maybe you should pursue them.
2: How old is Nick? Nick? Are you listening?
0: <laughs> Not even going to go there.
2: Oh, sorry Nick. Nick,
0: it's 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 over, man.
1: Shut I don't think that sharks have Oh, maybe they Yeah, do. they
0: they definitely do. Oh, what do you cool think they have? Be? Like fucking metal or
2: How cool would that they be? They need to have
0: some sort of structure to support all that. Flapping with her. The man fins. who gets
2: the biggest shock skull on me wins. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: All right, I just want to say on air, Kristen's had like she's on her second mimosa, so she's feeling a little weird, and uh,
2: and I quit drinking two months ago, so
0: she's a little a little giggly, and she's been saying some weird shit like top of the morning to ya,
1: and whatever that thing with the butthole <laughs> finger was. When <laughs> I pulled in, that. when I pulled in, Buckley had a bag of ice. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking drinking already? He goes, oh, no, it's just uh, stuff to make mimosas. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. That doesn't count. Mimosas don't count.
0: Like, if you're an alcoholic and you like drinking in the morning, just drink mimosas because it doesn't actually count as being an alcoholic.
1: Well, neither does. uh, What's the other ones? Uh, the Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys, yeah. Right.
2: Well, the problem is, is when you start drinking mimosas in the morning, they stretch like five-hour spans and multiple bottles, and then by the end, you're burping, and you're in the, you basically feel like you're in uh, the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory movie, where they start like floating in that tunnel, because they, what do they eat or drink? In they,
0: that dr- oh, the bubble, oh, uh, fuck.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. was like
0: a bubble room or some shit. Yeah. I don't I've know. It's, all, it's it. all satanic shit. Who knows? So anyways but anyway, So I, I had something I wanted to say real quick Yeah go for it There's a couple things
1: Here we go Oh he's You can't see it But when Buckley puts his hands in front of the mic And he starts clapping them a little bit That, <laughs> that means he's gonna get into deep thought No it's not deep thought It's and really he, not but And he I just was, did that
0: Cause we didn't record on Wednesday So I was like well you know I guess I'm gonna go out Why the fuck not Went and had a couple drinks Met up with a friend Ended up meeting some other friends Fucking we went out We had some old fashions
2: What's that like, whiskey or something?
0: It's uh, yeah, it's whiskey, orange peel, bitters and bitters.
2: Where'd you go to the speakeasy? Yeah, place is cool.
0: Which is this place where you have to answer a riddle to get in, and then they like open a door. But it was kind of dumb because <laughs> when we get there, the door was already open because they were letting other people in. Or so like, cheap. I was like, oh, can we just like come in? They're like, no, 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 you stop. You have you have to wait. We're like, what? Then they, cl- like, you have to answer the riddle or the question. I'm like, fuck, whatever. That's besides the was point. Was this Chuck's? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> place anyway. is nice. So we get talking, and this chick was telling me about, oh, how she went to this punk rock show, right, or a festival. And she's like, yeah, I was like, we stay in this hotel, and then, uh, you know, it was fine. We went to the punk rock festival. But then, like. In the hotel, we found a used needle.
3: Ooh. In the like, mattress?
0: Bloody. I don't know where they found it, but they found it somewhere. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I was fucking pissed. Blah, blah, blah. I went to the manager like, blah, blah, blah. This is disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. You know, this isn't fucking punk rock. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure doing heroin is pretty fucking punk rock. Like, that's pretty punk, as punk rock as it gets. And she's like, No. No. Like, what are you talking about? Like, have you ever heard of fucking Sid Vicious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? Or any of those old punk bands? They're fucking doing heroin. They're injecting it into their veins, and he's fucking cutting himself up on stage. I'm pretty sure punk rock is shit. That kind of got my noodle a little oodled. But the second thing I learned was, did you know, <laughs> that one out of every three people... There's three of us here. So I want to see if this is true or not.
2: I'm already going to say yes, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> One out of every three people can't smell asparagus in their piss.
2: Oh, I can smell it.
0: Oh, me too. Okay, so me too. So maybe it's not true. <laughs> but I looked into this a little bit, and it's essentially people lack this gene that when asparagus breaks down in your system, it's called asparagus asparasitic acid um, people lack this gene that can smell it when it breaks down through your piss and it's called asparasitic and uh, Insomnia. insomnia ensomia or something like that so that's just a little fun fact for you guys out there I always wondered why you did that yeah so you basically you lack the receptor to smell that fucking
1: piss. That could Acid. be the same people that can't taste cilantro. Cilantro is another weird vegetable or whatever plant. Because cilantro turns into coriander, if I'm not mistaken. And some people, like I personally love cilantro. And some of the people say, oh, my God, it tastes like soap. So they say that's another thing. It's like 50% of people like cilantro. The other 50% say it tastes like soap. God Fucking cilantro is—I don't know—it's fine with me. I have no problems with it. Oh, I love cilantro.
2: Also enjoy it.
1: All right, so yeah, it's Saturday morning. These guys are having themselves a couple of mimosas, which I am not yet. Why? Um, They're going to be all gone. Orange orange juice gives me acid, so I kind of stay away from it. I have a nice coffee going. My wife bought me some really nice, different coffee, espresso coffee that I made this morning, so I'm drinking.
2: That. What a lady.
1: She knows I need my coffee or I'm cool. Was that after or before she beat you? No, she doesn't beat me, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. So, so. Rotten, what did
0: you- what's new with your week, though? You got to fill us in a little bit. What have you been up to? We haven't heard from you in like a week and a half.
1: Oh, it just was a really busy week at the Haunted Garage. <clears throat> they said it was going to rain all week, but it actually didn't, which was cool. So we were able to get some outside work done and we got a lot of crashes going on. So, yeah, it was busy. Did you do anything fun? No. Jesus. All right. I went out to dinner for my anniversary, but that was nothing. We're actually doing that tonight. Please tell me. Oh, you didn't actually go out yet? No, we did. We just went out because... Did you go to El Rodeo? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I haven't been in like a month.
2: Where the drinks (laughs) taste like gasoline.
1: Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Are you going to take her somewhere special for the real dinner? A group of us are going out tonight, yes.
2: Where? A group. Where? What time?
0: Yeah, we're going to show up. I don't want to <laughs> say anything out loud. We're going to show up with more mimosas and be like, What kind
2: of food is it? Is wrong. it like a high-end, fancy restaurant yeah, that I could out. never walk uh, into? It's
1: pretty fancy, but it's not like... Is it O's? Is it in New Hampshire? It's not like they come out with their arm um, with the white rag over it, you know, with this French accent. No, we're going to a brick oven pizza place.
2: Hmm. Oh,
1: high society over here. Well, I like that. Pizza, I, pizza. My wife here. likes that, too, so... Right. Splinter. So our friends are up from the Cape and our other friends, which are their sister and sisters are married to these two guys. We're all yep. going out together tonight. So
0: nice. That'll be fun. You enjoy yeah. yourself. You deserve it.
1: Thanks. But no, it was, was a busy week. Had a lot uh, going on with little G because she was off of school this week and she likes to stay busy. So, yeah, it was crazy. I'm glad it's over. Anything
0: in the news that's catching your eye lately?
1: No, it's the same old bullshit. Yeah. It's all gender
0: shit. With, that's all I see, really. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of it. Or Trump. Yeah, it's pretty dumb.
1: If it's not transgender, like Buckley says, it's Trump. And now, of course, Tucker Carlson got axed at Fox. Dan Bongino got axed at Fox. It's like, who gives a fuck? Well, you know,
0: the Tucker Carlson thing, I, be, I was kind of thinking about that. And it's like, I don't know. I, whatever you think about him, like, I don't really know. I mean, he works for Fox, which was one of those companies, one of those media companies that's fucking owned, bought, paid for, and owned. So it's like, okay, he says great stuff that appeals to a a big population or a big percentage of people on a certain side, which is good. Um, But he steps down, and I'm sure he could fucking probably do whatever he wants. Like He doesn't even need to go to another company like he could literally just do shit himself like Russell Brands doing like a podcast and just fucking yeah. he has a following where he can just do whatever yeah.
1: but yeah he's all set at this point
0: he was on the Nelk boys podcast which i don't know if you've ever heard of um it's called the full send podcast oh a
1: full send yeah okay
0: and uh, he was or maybe it was a different one i don't remember no it was full send but yeah. he was literally talking about the whole uh, elites like there's a, a small group of people that pretty much control and own everything, which is pretty interesting that a figure like that is coming out and saying that. So it kind of makes you wonder like, huh, I wonder if he like, I wonder if he's not really controlled as much as we think, or on the flip side of that, it's like, well, he could be stepping down and then putting out his own media kind of content, but still be a hundred percent controlled. But the reason they're having him step down from Fox is to make it look like he's not part of that controlled opposition or controlled media. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And
1: I, and it was a little tidbit to add to that. Don't know if it's true or not, but I saw somewheres where Fox now, apparently they took him off the air like before they told him supposedly. Right now I saw something somewhere again, don't know if it's true or not, that they actually didn't fire him. He's still on the payroll. They just took him off his show and that this is their way to silence him 100% because he's still under contract with Fox. Well, that doesn't make any sense because he's been going on podcasts. (laughs) Right, on other people's podcasts. Right. So So he's not doing his own. Right. Right? So... Makes sense from a business perspective. Here's the other thing that I saw. That Black, again, back with the BlackRock, BlackRock, Vanguard own a majority. uh, I don't know if it's a majority, but they own a lot of stock in Dominion voting machines. Yeah. Okay. They also own a lot of stock in Fox News. Right. So essentially, somebody posed this and it makes sense. BlackRock actually sued themselves. <laughs> 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 they sued themselves. So that 700 or 800 million just went from one hand of BlackRock to the other hand of BlackRock. So it didn't essentially cost anybody anything, this whole lawsuit. And that, this is why, and you you got to know that to get rid of uh, Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino was part of that settlement. So if BlackRock sued themselves because they own both companies, could this be a way for them to silence Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino? Dan Bongino, he's got his own thing going anyway, so he's got his own podcast, and then then he was a news contributor to Fox. Not like Tucker Carlson that had the 8 p.m. time slot, which is... Like the prime spot for any news. I mean, yeah, he I, was carrying Fox, probably. yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, now, but what do we have coming up, right? We have an election coming up, All right? And they were bitching a lot that Tucker Carlson was actually pushing the January 6th, uh, you know, anti insurrection narrative. Well, he released a lot of the videos, okay, off,
0: so onto like a mainstream media platform which right and like, i
1: and i think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back because but he's, like that in itself too
0: like a company like that like nothing's getting put the fuck out without like somebody overseeing it knowing about who's it. either okaying it or not okaying. It. so it's like that's see we're getting we're getting sorry to cut you off but we're getting into like a weird territory obviously with media we're in a fucking time where like nobody fucking trusts media or content um a lot of people are moving to these like more individual the media content producers, right? So it's, I think it's about to get really fucking weird because now we have all these individuals who are acting like they're operating on solely their own morality, their own kind of, uh, I don't know.
1: Like they have free reign, like say Tucker Carlson yeah. can talk about whatever he wants right. and Fox can't say anything about right. it. Right,
0: like their own free will, right. sort of. Like they're operating on their own, Like, so when they cover something, it's because... Um, Because they think it's an important topic, blah, blah, blah. They think it's the right thing to, to cover or expose or to put out their truth, whatnot. So I think we're getting in even more dangerous territory with, like, the lack of trust in big media companies and going into the individual. Because you have the one side where it's like there's people like you and me who obviously were fucking in a garage. Like, you know, there's no fucking – Jews or fucking whoever CEO <laughs> CEOs controlling us. Well, oh my God, controlling us. Do you know what I mean? Trying to put out or stop whatever we want. So there is that side of people like us. But then there's like people like fucking louder than chowder, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, that the black chick, fuck Candace Owens. Do you know that who all seem like they're kind of on their operating on their own, but could
1: be Hot. controlled. Yeah. Well, when you talk about Candace Owen, of course, you know, they've got her tied into the WEF. Well, she's. And, and yeah. I don't think there's anybody they can't really tie into the WEF. Well, she's actually works for the Daily Wire. Daily Wire? Okay.
0: But there's tons of. So that might have been a bad example, but there's tons of other people that are
1: operating solo that, like, you know, could very easily just be controlled. You know, a lot of these alternative media sites, you kind of got to wonder just how controlled they are, too, because you have uh epoch times which i subscribe to come to find out is owned by some sketchy people and then you got uh oan news and then you have newsmax that supposedly is owned by another big media corporation so it's like do they do they make these lesser well lesser i mean these people have big viewership but these these lesser platforms only to just control them to like say okay Uh, Because everybody knows that OAN News and Newsmax is very pro-conservative, very pro-right wing, right? And so wasn't Tucker Carlson. And people were starting to say that about Fox in general. So I think Fox is trying to get away from that leading up to an election. Because, you know, during the election, uh, of course, Tucker Carlson was also pushing the uh, election fraud thing, right? Which got him into trouble, obviously, with the whole Dominion thing to begin with. And then... Uh, but we have that coming up, right? But we also know that Fox was like, calling different states, uh, you know, before the election was even over. So, I mean, they're part of the fucking problem, too, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they're really no different. I liked listening to Tucker Carlson. I uh, didn't agree with everything he says. I, I like Jesse Waters, who's actually his show is called Primetime, and Laura Ingram, and I like and I like her, too uh jury is out on hannity i i I just have a hard time like who sean hannity because he he's he comes on right after tucker mm. uh i think right after tucker or right after laura ingram uh or vice versa or whatever but so but he's been kind of toning it down lately you know so i you know we had to know there was going to be a big shakeup at fox and it is what it is then i heard somewhere is that well, of course, there was a thing going around that, oh, Tucker Krause is going to have his own channel on Telegram and he's going to do a live show at 8 o'clock every night. I think that's incorrect. And then there was a, a thing going around that he's going to OAN News, which, again, if he's still under contract with Fox, he's not going to be able to do that. It, excuse me, I don't know if he would do OAN News. I mean, I don't know. Like you say, we're getting into a weird place right? And I with just, all this. I
0: just think like – um you know, you're you're really not going to know who is and who isn't. But, like, it, it and it's another dimension, too, because it's, like, you know... I mean, just look at, like, like, NASA and Walt Disney, right? Walt Disney World. Who are... Warner Von Braun and Walt Disney who are all fucking, like, elites in the human conditioning aspect, right? So think about where that could have evolved to over the many different years. It's, like, so as soon as... Obviously, people lose trust in the media, and then it's like, okay, well, we need to evolve a new plan or a new direction to go. And I feel like that's probably what the plan is. What the plan is, and that's going (laughs) to be the individual side. Um, And I don't know if you saw, did you know that louder than chowder guy? Mm -hmm. Now he's some for some reason being put in the limelight with his whole divorce and stuff like that. I don't know if you knew that but he's like being kind of thrown out there. And like a lot of the stuff in his divorce is being
1: put. Wasn't out. there a video of him like being abusive to his wife or right. something? So, like- I mean, I'm not really a
0: fan of his, but I mean, you know, he's one of those people
1: you stumble across his
0: content and you're like, okay, I, I get what he's doing. Like he's trying to kind of combat the, this side of the leftist narrative and kind of approach it like with logic and reason and really break down people's arguments, but I mean, yeah. So he came out with this video, or this video came out. I, you know, I think Candace Owens ta- actually talked about it, where he's like being abusive to his wife. I mean, I watched it. It's they're clearly having like a disagreement, and he's clearly being like, um, I don't know. It, it just it didn't really seem like abuse to me. Like the when I think abuse, I'm thinking like physical. Physical or heavily verbal, like you're like you fucking fuck blah blah fuck you blah you know, or in like screaming and like cur- like that, or or physical like obviously hitting or like grab like grabbing or holding pushing stuff like that. None none of that goes on. They're obviously having a disagreement about something, and I'm imagining it's over like a car. Like if she gets to take the car and but he needs the car, blah blah blah, all this and that. So something stupid. So something kinda dumb, which most you know, in relationships, most of the shit you argue about is fucking stupid most of the time. Um but you get that dynamic of like who's in charge, who's in power. I mean all relationships and human in most in most human relationships it comes down to that at the very barrier. Lots of times it's like the power play. Who's here, who's there, who's up, who's down. Um in my opinion though, I don't really think it's fucking abusive i and I worked with d v clients a lot back in the day, like people that were had to take you know domestic violence classes um I took a lot of domestic violence trainings too um so i'm I'm just not seeing that, but I guess my question to you guys is. Well, why why do you think all of a sudden? Cuz we know we we talk about the paradigm shifts on certain things and like so why all of a sudden is this guy being thrown in the lime? Like, yeah. Do you think it's to discredit him? Do you think it's what? Or why would they typically why do you think they would do it to people like him as well?
1: Cuz typically there's always there's always an underlying reason for that, right? Yeah, why a person is being pushed into the limelight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know like why you know, and I think people's personal lives I don't care who they are. Should be left out of the news. And and how do these people get these recordings in the first place unless they're leaked, right? Right. And that's the other thing. It's, like, clearly on a house cam. Is is it, like, okay. It's
0: clearly on a house. Like, one of those ones you would have, like, say it was in the corner of the room and it, and it would, could see us all from this
1: way. Yeah. So, it's, like, is this made to have, uh, like, a contrived uh, conflict? Yeah, That creates controversy, again, wants people to pick sides, and then so by default brings him further up into the uh, into the viewers, like puts him forward so that more people can see him. Like, yeah, well, I don't think he's being abused. I mean, I didn't see it. I mean, I don't get into arguments like that with my wife. I refuse to do that, especially over petty shit. And it's like now, is did did they just do this? to create more attraction for him, maybe to bring more viewers to him. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. No, well, that's what I'm saying. That was kind of like my whole
0: point earlier was like we're getting into a weird territory, especially, I mean, it, it was already weird with like mainstream media, but now it's like the approach of the individual content creator, creator media creator with that. Authenticity of being moralistic and and, uh, and authentic with what you're putting out, but also the underbelly is like what well,
1: we. It's even, this, it's even
0: less now that we know what does this
1: person really like, type of if, thing,
0: or okay. if they're being controlled. That's yeah. all I'm saying, Kristen. Yeah. What are your two cents on this? Boom.
2: I haven't been watching TV. I haven't been really looking at screens. I've been completely just like healing from concussion, so I haven't been oh, part true. of any of that. Honestly, right. yeah.
0: she has her hood up, which is.
2: I got cold.
1: I mean, I mean, it's 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 okay to not have an opinion on any no, of this fine. stuff.
0: Personally, I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is, is is kind of just a bunch of horseshit, honestly.
2: Well, okay, it's so like look
0: distractions, and I I do feel like it's a kind of a waste of time. But it's also that's exactly
2: like, how I feel. Like all that stuff, I get that it's important to some people, and that. Finding the underlying agenda is also very interesting and it's worth chasing. But at the same time, I'm like, I have so much other things going on that I don't have the time or energy to pay attention to what's think, going on in anyone else's life or relationship. Like, I I, I don't g- watch the news to begin with.
0: No, I, I think that I agree with that. I just think that, like, it's t- important to discuss this Definitely. shit because it's like it is it's such like a heavy uh, component Ching. In society, where like people are constantly looking at media and they're constantly uh, in- inhaling the stuff that's put out to them, that's like it's clearly extremely influential. You see that in all the in all the separation and splitting and divisiveness. You see that everywhere. So I think it when some when certain things like this are happening, when someone a public figure uh, just is all of a sudden in the limelight, or there's a paradigm shift like Tucker Carlson leaving like a big platform and going solo or whatever. I think it's like super important to kind of look at the ins and outs of that. Like, why could this be happening? What might be, what might they be trying to convey? Do we think it's authentic? Do we think it's something that's
1: being controlled? Something that's being made up. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent because now you're seeing a lot of videos uh, discrediting Tucker Carlson, like the ones with the, the little red uh, wristband and this and that, just tying him into the elites and he's just another controlled opposition and so on and so forth so could be you're going to get a lot of shit on both sides of the fence on this and and you know what i think more people need to take kristen's approach to be honest there's Not a lot give a fuck. there's a lot of things that really are more important than what other people are doing but they want to keep this controversy going so that more people have got their eyes on the screen now they talked about this before right the whole thing with facebook while like how they wanted to encourage uh, members uh, of, of Facebook to argue with each other, yeah, and start controversial posts, and you see it all the time on Twitter. Like I've backed way off from Twitter, yeah, because and I mean, but it, basically all you could do is unfollow the people and maybe try to follow people with a more positive outlook. But what they do is they want they want you to get sucked into this controversy. To to keep you distracted from you know really what's going on and I mean we got all kinds of shit going on in the world right now,
0: right and that's what I think like another thing with the the I think it's the same with the gender shit and the Dylan Mulvaney and like the Bud Light shit it's like and in Brittany re-
1: Griner now who right
0: it's like in the reality of things like I don't I don't really give a fuck if Bud Light wants to put a rainbow on their no hand. I I think in, people, in the main
1: in the mainstream I think that thing, was blown out of
0: proportion well yeah in the grand in the grand scheme of things like that doesn't even fucking matter.
2: Yeah, but to me, it's like everybody's putting their energy and effort and observation into that discussion or those discussions. And the more energy that goes into that feeds the results, like everything that happens in existence, every single thing, every single event, everything that you do, it just echoes in eternity. And I think that whether it's good attention or bad attention to the subject, you're giving it that momentum and that food and that energy to keep growing. And it's just going to keep growing because everybody's putting all their energy and, you know, paying attention well, to I, it. I so. think in a
0: way, you you you'd ha- like I've said before, like you kind of have to discuss this stuff because it's like...
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that because there are people that are following along and that's what they're here for to listen to. So it's good that you guys are going on back and forth. But for me, like everybody knows, if well, you don't know by now, I'm just more involved in the... <laughs> light body physical, like spirituality side of things. So I don't, I don't pay much. That's where like I differ from Ron and Buckley is that I'm, I don't, I I do pay attention sometimes, but most of the time I'm more off doing my own thing and under covering like the spiritual stuff.
1: And that's what I've been getting into more recently. Like I didn't even watch any news in the last probably week or so other than, you know, you can't help but see this stuff. Right. I mean, you go online and it's right in front of you, but check this out.
2: Not for me though, because I've I've trained my algorithm to just show me animals and spiritual stuff, which I don't even cruise the internet that much. But when I do, that's what I get. Hey, well, thing is, I'm
1: stuck on a computer almost all day every day now. So, Same. but 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 check this out. Remember back in January 6 when uh, on uh, Info Wars at Owen Schroyer, I think his name is. Yeah, how uh, he was at January 6th, and then all of a sudden he it uh, was on the air, and he was all serious, like I've been notified. That I will be getting arrested or I'll be turning myself in. So, there they started this whole controversy of him getting arrested for just being at January 6th. But look what it did to his viewers it it put people on his side. Nope, nope. uh Boosted his viewership because, you know, he's on InfoWars, which is Alex Jones' deal. And then look at the whole thing with Sandy Hook and Alex Jones with this basically like un like an insurmountable amount of money fine that he's got to pay. Well, it's like all, all but press now his show is press. doing better
0: than ever. It's all press is good press. It's like that old yeah. thing. Like all press is good press, yeah. even if it's bad. But the thing with the, the, the Bud Light being gay and I know we make fun of it. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's fun to make fun. It's of. fun. It's, oh, yeah. it's so fun to make fun of, but it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really fucking matter. Cause there's way worse things going on and, I obviously, I think it's 100% just to get people distracted and focused on, like, look at this over here when all this other fucked up shit's going on over there. Um, yeah,
1: look at, I, this, I, look at this. Look at this. Right. But I don't, don't ask who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline.
0: Right, or where the client list is for the Epstein Island. Yeah, or, don't
1: look for that.
0: Or all the missing children, all that shit. But the thing I will say, I I still do think it's uh, it's important to call this shit out. Because it is it is like culture in a sense. Obviously I don't think it's a reflection of real people's culture. Like I think it's a reflection of the idea ideologies that are being pushed down from whomever left corporations, cabal, satanics, whatever whatever it is. Um so I think it is important to call out that aspect because Once again, it is very influential on people. So if you have, you know, like gay shit and trans shit being forced on people, um, then that becomes an influence on people. And specifically kids. I say it's a thousand fucking times. Like, that's the the focus. Like, fuck everyone else. Protect the kids. Mm -hmm. Do call shit out for their sake because they don't need – Shit being forced down their throat at a very young age. That's all I'll say. Yeah. To so close it out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like pay attention to uh, Mulvaney on Bud Light, or or uh, one of the what was it Maybelline? I guess is a big problem now with Maybelline and that, or one of the big uh, makeup places like like who cares, right? Right. And then Brittany Griner's back in the news, and uh, he or she or whatever is saying, "Oh no, we can't stop uh, having you know." the trans people in sports and everything like that. And it's like, uh, well, of course, I still say that, that that's a dude personally. And, And I mean, it's like, okay, so who gives a fuck about them? Why did we even bother getting, getting her or him out of fucking Russia? When they clearly broke Russian law and they, they knew that when we have these other people that the Russians are holding as political prisoners saying they're spies, like we need to bring those people home. But no, Biden administration had to, like, trade this huge, like, bad dude that we had in custody back to Russia to get get a a basketball player back. I mean, that shit doesn't make sense. So they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the little girl down on the border that had been, you know, allegedly raped by 67 different people. Don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the fact that Hunter Biden is camped out at the White House to dodge getting served papers for some legal thing that's going on, let alone nobody's hearing about the laptop again, right? Because we have an election coming up. What's the newest thing? The Democrats just announced that there will be no no presidential debates on the Democratic side. Okay, always been debates, Always, always been debates, like like the person that's running against this person, running against that person in the primary, they would have a series of debates. Well, the Democrats are now saying that's not going to happen, so what does that tell you? And Biden announced that he's going to be running again. That's just saying, oh no, Biden's, <laughs> Biden's going to win, Like, why even bother? So is this going to be more election fraud coming down the pike? I mean, these are the things people are not paying attention to, All Right, but they're paying attention to...
0: Dylan Mulvaney.
1: Yeah, and the drag queen thing, which, again, I don't agree with.
0: Gender problems. But I feel like they they propagate stuff that they know people have a problem with. And I think there's a cycle to it. Like, I really do. And it's almost the same as, like, an abuse cycle of, like, a relationship or, like, uh, pedophiles. They have fucking, uh, you know, offense cycles where, you know, where it becomes a certain time of year they'll offend or because something happened to them, they'll offend. So, and it's just a pattern, but it's kind of reminds me of like the problem reaction solution kind of shit. Like, so you're going to put out like, um, you're going to make Bud Light gay. Right. And then you're going to put out these Dylan Mulvaney videos of him, whatever, being trans and, and doing whatever the fuck. And you obviously know who's ever propagating this, that people are going to have a problem with it. And then you spin it to these, you know, individual individuals, like louder than chowder, Candace Owens, uh, Ben Shapiro, and then they they critique it and, and 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 display it on their their shows, and then it becomes this cycle. It's like, well, here we'll give you the problem, and then maybe these people are controlled, maybe they're not. I have a feeling a lot of them are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they put it out to the public like, oh, my God, you need to be outraged. Isn't this sick? Isn't this fucked up or whatever? Do you know what I mean? So it's just like this constant cycle. It's like, we'll give you the problem to put out in society. These people that are probably mostly controlled will critique it and make you think that you have a fucking problem with it. Cause of the reaction. Yeah. Or it's a or that or that it's a big like fucking problem. Do you know what I mean?
1: So where's the last part? What's the solution? What is the solution? That's
0: what I'm saying. That's a great I think question. The, I think the solution probably becomes... Kristen's angle. Kristen's angle, or it's Not become, buying into it. Or it becomes their angle, where it's the divisiveness, where people gravitate towards ideologies of the left or the right, which is predominantly the, the lanes that they want you in, so no one can get the fuck along. Yeah. So I feel like there's two solutions. There's the one of that they want, and then there's one like fucking the demon over there with her hood on, fucking wants.
1: All right, so let's just use an example, though. I mean, look at how CNN got rid of Don Lemon. Like Don Lemon's been on CNN for freaking years, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not a fan of the guy, and he's caused a lot of problems too. But it's like now they're getting rid of Don Lemon, so now is CNN going to take stats going more in a central, a central mode? Like news is supposed to be unbiased, right? But it's not. And Fox is known as the conservative channel. And here's something I want to say, a Ron Stradamus prediction. Oh, God. For Fox. <laughs> you watch in the next week or so, possibly two weeks, they're going to be getting rid of Maria Bacharomo too. Because she is another one that pushes the election. Like all the shit that the, that the left is being accused of doing, which I... Happen to believe, and maybe I'm a victim of the propaganda, I happen to believe that at least 85% of it is accurate, right? But she has a show on every morning. It's called Mornings with Maria. And then she does a thing on Fox News on the weekends. So you watch. I bet she's going to get canned, too. All right, Kristen, this question's for you. It's just silencing. It's more silencing. (laughs) Does she look cute with her little hoodie? She looks weird. And her 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 beautiful
0: eyes. Her headphones are, like, making it look like she's an anime creature Oh yeah, because like, there's like puffed out. I should take a picture. But my question, my <laughs> question for you was how would you go about um, kind of your approach?
2: My approach is just literally existing and focusing on existing and growing and evolving. And I, I, I truly don't have the time or energy to involve myself with those things. Like it's even when I don't have a concussion and I am more involved with screens, I don't have the time. I really don't. And I know that that's very ignorant to not care or not pay attention to what's going on. But at the same time, I'm like, I have more important things to do that focus more on my soul evolution and my entire existence that just interest me, that truly interest me than letting my mind slip into all these things where it's like, oh, what's going on with this person and that person? Like, I do see that it is important and a lot of people are involved in that. But for me... I, I really I think don't have the that best, capacity.
1: I think the best thing for you, Kristen, is to have as little negativity as possible.
2: Yeah. You and know, all that sure. is is negativity. And I think
1: more people should adopt that personally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, why do I care what's going on when, with anyone's life? That really. doesn't affect
1: you or know you or care about you. Yeah. No, I get it
0: 100%. No, that makes sense. <clears throat> I just think it's so, you know, it, it, eats up a lot of people it does and it's yeah. so influential and manipulative or whatever you want to call it that it's like you, you have to fucking call it out when you can yeah
1: for you sure. know what buckley it's almost like the same thing like they always say well if everybody stopped paying taxes at the same time things would get better but or, or, will anybody actually well, i'm well, oh, sorry <laughs> okay, okay but my point is though is is if everybody stops just stop watching the news just like the, like everybody stop watching the news for like a week and see how your outlook changes. Like, like we really, like, we talked about this multiple times. We need to start paying attention to our circle, mm. our families, our kids, our parents, our whatever. You know, the things that we need to do to better ourselves. Get rid of the negativity. Try to bring more positive things into your life and things, like they said before, clear your head, your ass will follow, Right. And uh, and that was in a movie, I think, uh, Full Metal Jacket, actually. But, anyways, if you if you kind of adopt those little things, I mean, because the news is depressing, it's freaking depressing. And then yeah. and then you spend all this energy. I mean, we even do it ourselves. You you spend all well, excluding Kristen, but I mean, it, it, we we watch these things. We we'll go, oh, what's going on here? Because you know we're inquisitive, and we have a podcast, and we like to talk about weird things. But it, in, in ultimate, ultimately, doesn't mean anything. doesn't matter.
2: To me, right. it's like you wake up with, uh, up to a certain age, you wake up with 100 energy credits a day. What the and fuck? And you Ooh, use like about 70% of those credits every single day just to exist, to eat, work, pay your things, and truly exist and be able to survive existing. That's 70 credits right there. Up until I, I, I honestly don't know what the age is, but I can do. I can grab my book and bring it back next time and give you guys the exact age. I think it's in your like fifties or sixties where you start waking up with only sixty credits. Um, but wow. the extra thirty credits that you have or that I have, I to me those are very valuable, and I only try to use them on things that really matter. So instead of me observing truly everything that's going on in politics and news and this and that. I'm like, I'm observing the way the birds are acting in my neighborhood, the way my sister's expressions are to make sure that she's not going to kill herself like that following day. Like I, I am truly observing everyone's, I'm using those 30 credits to observe myself and everyone else that is important to me. And those news reporters, unfortunately, like they're not important to me. No, they don't matter to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, for predominantly they're not, but like, Obviously, what I said before, but I mean, just taking into like the COVID narrative, like, yeah, I think when it becomes a situation that is uh, reflecting or affecting your reality, like COVID or the trans shit or what I call the gay takeover, (laughs) stuff like that, when it becomes to the point where it's reflecting or affecting reality around you which obviously if you focus on it more it's going to more but that's when it re- that it like has to be fucking called out it has to be i feel like and i get i get why you don't pay attention or whatever that yeah i understand that 100% but like p- it needs to be fucking called out
2: yeah mm. and like what all you're saying it. like if my niece all of a sudden came up to me and was like i want to be a boy then, yeah, my mind would shift and I would start spending more of my those 30 credits on the agenda and what's actually going on and why she feels like at seven, almost seven years old, she she wants to be a boy. It makes no sense. So yeah. I'd, I'd start. Yeah, I still say a lot of that comes like, from
0: yeah. the, thing yeah. is, and the other thing too is that, like, there's so fucking many people that, like, they know shit's fucked up, like with COVID or, say, 9 11 going back that far or with politics or corruption or the trans shit or they're, what's happening in school or just the shit that goes on in your daily life with like how society is set up altogether like there's so many people that can see the bullshit and see the fucked upness and all the fucking problems but then won't say anything won't call it out or will just be quiet or be like well I don't want to seem different well I don't want to I don't want to like, cause a conflict you know I don't want to do this or that do you know what I mean Stand- bystander syndrome right but they know but they know there's something fucked up So it's like, that's why I think it's even more fucking important to be like, no, fuck that. Like, no, like, like literally what you're saying is just what the mainstream narrative wants you to say. Or like, well, like, why, like, why don't you have a problem with this? People are trying to force you to get a vaccine. Like, do you even want a fucking vaccine? Do you even know why you're getting it? Like, I literally talked to somebody once, like, they were like, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm like, oh, why'd you get vaccinated? I don't really know.
3: Yeah, what I know do you, what do you, what do you mean like you that. don't?
0: What do you mean you don't know? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just did because
2: just want everything to go back to normal. To my parents told me to, or my <laughs> job told me to, and it's like,
0: <laughs> right. So I think it's like even more important for like, and I I get the withdrawal thing or like not wanting to be a part of it, but like we just we need more people that are going to be like, no, fuck this shit, yeah, call fuck it this out. shit. Like that's not okay. I think, like, don't you think we no. do a
1: pretty good job of calling out the bullshit here? try to no i know i think we do though but you guys I do
2: i do. i feel like my focus is like health and like the hidden agenda behind the chemicals <laughs> and the food so you guys focus strong on all the politics well, no, and, that's, and that's great
1: yeah but that is also part of it Kristen. yeah that's because, like the other the other side of it. Yeah.
2: everyone's got their like peak interest path that they kind of like well, pursue and follow well and,
0: because it's like the shit that we like to talk about and call out and make fun of <laughs> and stuff like that like the flip side to that is like kind of what you're you like to do which is like the core focus of like health and like trying to better yourself and like you know working on those personal goals and or whatever it is like that's like the other side that's kind of how you withdraw that is how you withdraw from it um but still so many people get sucked in
1: we're fighting a lot of battles on myself included sorry yeah no we're fighting multiple battles on multiple fronts.
2: Yeah. And I like what yeah. you guys uncover and discover because I get to learn a lot just through the two of you, you know, and other podcasters. So it's nice.
1: That's why I think our show is a little different than most. But uh, And yeah. because we drink mimosas yeah. on a Saturday. Well, we, we drink on a Wednesday Woo! when we do it. So what difference does it make? <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I think that it's okay to take a good portion of the show to call out bullshit. And we will continue to do that. Yeah. Because if we get a lot of feedback from our listeners that say, "Wow, you know, after I heard that episode, I started looking into it. I had no clue about that stuff."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, "Cool, I'm glad we opened your eyes up to it." Now go out and share it with your friends and tell them to fucking call out the bullshit. Too. Well, lots of times people have the suspicions or the feelings,
0: but then what it takes too is like someone else to have like to reinforce thoughts, that, to to reinforce, reinforce it, it because yeah. it's like lots of times it's like. People won't say anything too because like they're like, well, other people don't think this way, or like, or at least they want it to make you feel like there's not other people that think this way. So like, but just hearing somebody that maybe says it or calls it out, then it's like, this other person that might be listening is like, oh, well, they're doing it, and they they kind of have similar thoughts, maybe not exactly the same, but so that means maybe I can start doing that because yeah, like, I, I I don't need to feel like I'm going to be like signaled out. Or be afraid to be like different or seen like
1: as being weird or whatever for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Right? Because we're regular Joes. We're not yeah. famous people. <laughs> yeah. We're not. We don't have a big news platform. We're just regular Joes.
0: Yeah. So we're this might, mechanic my landscape. We're, I don't know what Kristen does. Like bury dead bodies, but yeah. You know, most. Of, well, I, we're regular.
1: We're regular Joes. But what I'm saying is, other regular Joes could say, "Well, they're just regular dudes, and they're saying it so." I guess that might give me a little courage to say something, stand up for people instead of having the bystander syndrome where you're watching people fight and then you're watching a bunch of people gang up on one person and you just sit there and and instead of helping out, you film it like that's something else I don't get. But story for another day.
2: Yeah, I think it's a lot of the programming too. like there are people that are very like highly programmable. There's people that are somewhat programmed but also aware of what's going on and able to flip-flop between, like, the programming and the log- logistic thinking. And then there are people that are completely cut off or very, like, only 10% involved. And those people are harder to program. And, you know, once you're...
1: I think we just went through two years of that, so I understand 100% what you're mm. talking about. Yeah, Yeah. So, anyway... Let's call it on that subject. That was good, though. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to... You know, something I've really been getting into... Well, I've kind of always been into it. And uh, something that we touched a little bit on last week is these lost civilizations. Oh, my God. These forbidden subjects. (laughs) I mean... It's You know what I started doing? I started looking at maps.
0: Dude, map, I love looking at like maps. Like,
1: old maps?
0: Like... It's insane. Old maps are great, but sometimes I'll even fucking just go on Google Earth, which, say what you will about Google Earth, but I'll just, like, start scrolling around and just, like, looking at different parts of the country and, like, oh, there's... I didn't know there was this many islands up here or, like, this many fucking lakes around here or, like, this many bodies of water. Dude, maps are fucking interesting.
1: Yeah, so... uh what is it, the Peri Rice map, which is one that's super interesting to me. And I, I think that's the one that shows Antarctica before it was covered in ice. Oh. And then, and then uh, I started looking in because we wanted to chat just a little bit about Hyperborea because it's it's a subject. I can't walk away from this subject. It just drives me nuts uh, because it's so interesting because it's along the lines of you know, what is the number one civilization that in all historical everybody's heard about is Atlantis. Atlantis.
3: Oh. Atlantis.
1: And then you got the sister one, Lemuria. Is it Lu or La? I think it's, well, it's L-E. Well, it could be spelled, it could be Lemuria yeah. or Lumeria whatever, it doesn't matter. And then there's Hyboria. And then hyperborea. Hy- so, so, hype. yeah. Well, it's, hyper, it's Hyperborea. It's Hyperborea, but the people are called the Hyborians. Right. So, uh, yeah, super interesting uh, because, you know, I'm a, a another person that's looked a lot into the whole diary of Admiral Byrd, which, again, brings Admiral Byrd, is for, if you're familiar with him, that's Operation High Jump, where they went to Antarctica and then got attacked by Nazi flying saucers or <laughs> whatever. Just some really crazy stuff. And then, of course, we hear about how Admiral Byrd flew into the Hollow Earth. And he went into this crystal city where the Great Ones and these very tall, giant-type people lived. And they lived in this utopian society. So then I start looking into Hyboria and and all the things that are associated with that. And it's just really, really super interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, Hyperborea is really super interesting. Um, So we're going to get the fuck into it.
1: So Hyperborea is this uh, mythical place in Greek in Greek mythology, which is kind of kind of similar to uh, like how Plato talked about Atlantis. Uh, Herodotus talked about Hyperborea. Now, there's a lot of information out there. Obviously, we couldn't you know, absorb all of it in, in the last week, but there is and there isn't. Yeah, because a lot of it is like well, Hyperborea they think is just a conglomeration of multiple myths put together which i thought to be kind of interesting which you know you got a lot of different people back then over over a, a period of centuries or even millennia that are talking about these utopian societies right so it would make sense that as as uh, it's like playing telephone every time the story gets told it gets changed a little bit Mm. so you know we we have this map of hyperborea here which shows land masses uh where the north pole would be which now we know there is no land mass there and even if you look at google earth and again like what buckley said earlier you know there's a lot of pros and cons to google earth and a lot of people say that it's, you know it's it's not even real and then of course you got the flat earthers that say wow that's horseshit because the earth is flat but there's a lot of flat earth information that comes out when they talk about hyperborea. Now we do know that land masses do change, right? They change location. I mean, if you believe in the whole plate tectonics deal, Pangea. Yeah. 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 Like, like Pangea was all of our continents put together in one place and then they broke and separated. They broke and separated. But and that, in that's okay. So my question always was, is how come Australia has animals that only Australia has? Or why is there, uh, there's elephants in Africa, but there's also elephants in India, but there's no tigers in Africa. Tigers are in India and Russia and places like that. And uh, even in uh, uh, Southeast Asia, there's tigers there, right? But they don't have lions. And how come we have mountain lions in North America but you get to South America, the mountain lion becomes the jaguar, which we talked a little bit about before, right? Like
0: I don't know if they're the same family. Well,
1: they are different. They're different. Yeah, they're definitely different.
0: Like, uh, jaguars
1: and mountain lions are different animals. Absolutely, and and then you have the the big cats of Africa that are unlike any of the big cats in other continents. It's just it's just bizarre. Because it's like, if you believe in the whole Pangea thing, well, wouldn't it make sense that some of these animals would be distributed to all the continents? I mean, just, just in my thought process. Like, why does Australia, is the only place that has uh, koala bears and kangaroos, for example. Right. Right, why, why, why aren't they on New Zealand? I mean, maybe they are, I don't know. But, but I, don't, I don't understand why, you know, it is that way. Why is Madagascar have certain animals that are just in Madagascar. When there's talk in old maps that there was a huge landmass from Madagascar that went all the way to India. Just
0: to interject real quick.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Because you were talking
0: about jaguars. You know there's some jaguars that have been tracked into Arizona? Yes.
1: Yeah, there was a female, right, that they found in Arizona. That's cool. Yeah, they've been tracking her for a long time too. Yeah, like just the tip. Yeah. just a tip bottom tip yeah. of Arizona. I don't know. Yeah, because I always associated jaguars with like uh Mexico like or further, yeah, but further down in Mexico like Yucatan. Yeah. Because the jaguar is uh, something that is big in Mayan mythology. Well, I right. think
0: I think big cats travel a lot cuz like the uh the I don't know if you remember that story about uh a mountain lion being hit in like Connecticut, like years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And it had been tracked for like a couple thousand miles. Like it had gone from like, I think like across the country or maybe even like Mexico or something like that to Connecticut.
1: So I think they do cover a lot of ground. Well, I mean, or you can, t- well, you mean, I mean, just take the fact that they have pan they call them Panthers, but they have pa- Panthers in Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah. I-, I mean, I got a hockey team named after them. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you so you have those panthers, which we would call uh, a mountain lion here or a catamount. And then and then you have mountain lions that are in uh, eastern Canada that they're saying came down into New Hampshire or whatever. I mean, that's a big that's a big dispute that they have here, because there's a lot of people that say mountain lions exist in New Hampshire and of course, state fish and game says no, they don't. But
2: I have seen one in New Hampshire.
1: I, th- th- I really there's do believe of that I've seen that them out are in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I, hundred percent believe they are. And there's tons of people that have said they are. And I mean, but it goes back to like shit I've talked about before. It's like, well, how deep in nature do you really go? Do you right. know what I mean? And cats are so elusive if they want to be in themselves. They're so sneaky. Like you won't, you wouldn't even hear it, cat, if it was like. 30 feet away from you if it didn't want you to hear it. Do you know what I mean? It could just be sneaking around.
1: Right, but this plays into my theory that land masses either change or, in some instances, just disappear. They go under the water. Yeah, well, with climate
0: change, Ron.
1: Well, look at... Everything's going to be underwater in five years. So climate change is a real thing because (laughs) the climate has been changing since the inception of the Earth. (laughs) Let's call it that. But when you look at maps of Hyperborea and then you compare it to... The, uh, the views that you get from Google Earth, like when you look down, you can't see any land masses if, if they were submerged, right? You see some uh, mountain ridges and some things like that. But what's interesting is when you, when you bring back into the whole fact that Admiral Byrd said he was flying towards the North Pole and then he flew into this temperate region. And here's another thing where, remember what we talked before, where we said that hyperborea is supposed to be in the northern region because it's called the north winds, right? I think there's something to do with borea means means that. But then some people are saying, well, no, hyperborea is actually, what is Antarctica today? But then you have people saying, well, well Antarctica is, is what Atlantis used to be. So, I mean... Obviously, we don't know the answers to any of these things, but it's really interesting to talk about because, you know, what if, right? And that's why there's a lot of confusion on Hyperborea because they'll say, well, it's basically uh, what is Sweden today or what is Greenland today or what is, you know, Iceland was part of that or whatever. But uh, but I was talking to Dan Inaki Dan, who was very much into this uh, old hidden history and uh, the story of like he gets into the box saga, and he thinks that Hyperborea was actually Hibernia, mm. which is uh, like Ireland, right? Hibernia, uh, like Northern England. I mean, I'd really like to talk to him a little bit more about it, but uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on that? Because when you when you hear the story of Admiral Byrd, like like flying into the North Pole, but then you hear like little excerpts on ancient aliens where it says, oh no, he did that in Antarctica. He flew into the hollow earth in Antarctica. Well, I've got this book here that our, that our listener, John had sent to me. It's called the secret lost diary of Admiral Byrd and the phantom of the poles. Right. In the beginning of it, there's a story that said it was in Antarctica and then his actual diary, which we don't know if is real or not, says that it was, in the Arctic. Well the Arctic is the north, Antarctic is the South. So we're getting a lot of conflicting reports back and forth. And again, that's where the controversy comes in. But when you start talking about these uh like ancient civilizations, it seems like all these myths come out of Greece. Like this is all part of Greek mythology, which is something we could definitely dive into. But uh but the Hyperboreans or the Hyboreans were like allegedly Giants that lived to be like a thousand years old, yeah. Like they weren't even allowed to get married. They didn't even get married until they were at least eighty or ninety years old. Right. Yeah. They well, they didn't have any like diseases
0: apparently. Right. They were yeah. super agricultural and like had all types of foods and were Veget- super- vegetarians, right? Yeah, yeah, vegetarians and didn't have um, like no mental illness. Like it just didn't exist. They're supposedly extremely happy too. So it was, like, this idea of, like, being sad or, like, like, Kristen or super depressed like Kristen, <laughs> like, didn't exist, like, that whole thing. Plot
2: um, twist, I'm looking for a giant. If you're not a giant, don't even try. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so it it was kind of like the society that was, um, I don't know, extremely, I guess, kind of fantastical to others because it didn't exist, like... I guess, south of the north trade winds or the northern winds or whatever. So, I mean, think about, though, you know, say it's in the North Pole, right, where we have Admiral Byrd who saw something or supposedly saw something. Or it's in in Antarctica where no one's allowed to go, you know, and make perfect sense that, the elites wouldn't want anybody to go there. Right. Because all of what we were saying with, the uh, no disease, no, men- no mental health issues, uh, you know, healthy food, uh, everyone, everyone's happy. Everyone lives, the, uh, prosperously. There's no diseases. Like that's the exact opposite of what the elites want. Um, cause they, you know, with the whole population, uh, depopulation agenda like they're going for the exact opposite everything in society that we're pushed towards most of the time is the exact opposite really shitty food get on meds um, you know be happy with your your fat self like right like don't try and get any exercise you know reverse your gender all this shit you know get try to get money blah 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 all this shit it's the exact opposite of what this this place has been described as
1: Yeah, like it's a, like it's, they're saying one of the, uh, this, the utopian society that all other theories and of other utopian societies are based on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and they had no war, apparently, or something like that. And, and why they kind of went off the map was that they had sent some emissaries. I believe it was a couple of women and like a handful of guys to go to, I guess, Greece to like, like on a diplomatic mission or whatever. And they never returned. Right. And uh, the stories got back that the women were all raped and killed or whatever. Uh, Obviously, obviously, there's a lot more to that. But this is why the Hyperboreans decided that they weren't going to even reach out to other parts of the world anymore. They were just going to stay in their own little place because they never had a problem before. So why start a problem? Yeah. Right. So, but there is, uh, you know, something I've got to read an excerpt, uh, and I'm going to probably publish that as a different, uh, a different episode or like a, like an addendum to this episode where it's going to be like my first attempt at doing like an audio book. And I think hopefully everybody enjoys that, but it's, (laughs) well, it's, well, it's a story of, uh, these, and we talked briefly about it before, how these people actually had come upon something that to me is described as Hyperborea, like in the north on a on a fishing on a fishing trip yeah the son and dad right yeah the, yeah, yeah yeah so so anyways there's a story called the smoky god or a voyage to the inner world and uh, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later but it's about the father and son the uh uh Jansons that had gone on a fishing journey and ended up in like some yeah, you know, through the through 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 an ice wall, then they ended up in this massive utopian society, and they stayed there for a while. It's really cool. Some people think it was the Hollow Earth. Yeah, well, I I think people are confusing Hollow Earth with Hyperborea, or is it the same thing? Well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. That but that's thing. why that's what makes it interesting to kind of Speculate. kind of contemplate. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I lost my maps. Oh,
0: they're right there. Oh, here they are.
1: They're back. Okay. But uh but I think something uh in Matt at Great Deception does a great job with this when he starts talking about some of these old things is uh,
0: Are you talking about Matt T? Yeah. Matt, yeah. you sexy beast. No. What's going on?
1: Now, there's a lot of people that say Hyperborea was actually part of uh Russia, you know, or like modern-day Finland or modern-day Sweden. And then let's bring up another society that allegedly was advanced and has gone the Tartarians, right? right? I was
0: going to talk about them earlier. Like that, they're, they're very similar. Well, not very similar. Well, actually, pretty similar. Not yeah. the same storyline, but like Tartaria and Hyperborea. It's like lost ancient land. That with, like, technology and things that we've never heard about. Highly advanced. And the thing is, too, with Hyperborea, it's like there's this narrative put out that it's gone, right? That's not there anymore Mm -hmm. or used to be. Like, it could very well still be there. Like, if we're not allowed to go to places, like, there's a reason for that. Agreed. But Tartaria and Hyperborea are very similar with that whole, like, lost ancient tech, uh, you know, our uh, architecture as well is another one. So, yeah, just saying that.
1: Well, 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 that comes into the theory that United States was, you know, way before it was the United States was a highly advanced civilization. So how do we know that that wasn't part of that? Right. And what I find interesting is when they say about the Hyperboreans, how they lived to be so old. I mean, we've heard stories about that in the Bible. And uh, uh, there is a connection between Noah and, and the Hyperboreans, when they talk about Magog, mm. this individual called Magog, which we'll get into you know, later down the road because that's part of the Cult of Ball map. Yeah. And that. Uh, but one of the things that's kind of like a common thread, now not really so much Tartaria, but is that the people in Hyperborea were giants. Yeah. Advanced giants. Which... And, and even when Admiral Byrd said he flew into the Hollow Earth, that they were basically giants as well.
0: Well, there's this whole, I mean... Say what you will, believe what you want. Obviously there's the whole speculation that giants existed in America, in Europe and um, all over the over, all over the world. Yeah, all like, over the whole world. Did yeah. you know the Patagonia? I forget where is Patagonia? That's like a fucking place, right? Well it's off of South America. Yeah, that so that that, that um Patagonia means land of the big feet. So there's this whole, I mean, there's tons of videos of, like, supposedly finding the skeleton structures. There's tons of supposed articles with the Smithsonian, which is a whole fucked up thing. But, like, where, you know, old articles where they found giant bones. This would kind of play into your, like, your uh, thing, too. Imagine if at one point Hyperborea was connected to Pangea, right? And then everything separated. That would give reason to why there's giants out there, why there's giants in the U S and Europe or South America or whatever. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, we talked about giants, uh, giant civilization into grand Canyon. Yeah. And this, and there was actually proof of that. And of course, not a conspiracy theory that they actually parts of the grand Canyon that uh, people aren't allowed to go again, not allowed to go there. Right. We say it's like 90% of the grand
0: Canyon is completely shut down to, mm. The public, it's like 10% is actually accessible to the public. And I don't actually, did you see the whole, I saw some something that was like, well, you know how there was like that, uh, there was like a statue that was exposed in China or something like that because the water levels were getting low. Mm-hmm. That I, I just saw something that like that same thing happened in, in the Grand Canyon and someone found it and it was like a Egyptian statue. And basically like, like something you would find in Egypt,
1: right? And that was the theory. And any of the stories that you listen to about the Grand Canyon is a lot of Egyptian type artifacts there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know the 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 whole like
0: uh the whole ancient architecture stuff or lost architecture or like even like the pyramids of Giza or the Mayan pyramids or just, all, all this shit. It's just like just one more. Well, it's one more level to like the stuff that I feel like is trying to be kept from us, mm. because there are certain things with like the pyramids, right? Certain cuts in the stone that where it's like, well, you, to get this precise, right? They would, you would need a machine. Like there are certain cuts in like the pyramids and and uh, other other architectural structures where. It's like they're literally a hundredth of like a millimeter off of like an actual like machine that you'd use to cut stone or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we see this stuff and we just think it's it's lost or we we ex- accept the narrative that's given to us. But then it's like when people really break it down, it's like well they're doing shit that like we can do, but it's like thousands of years
1: old or even more than that. Like, but, the, like but, the, but we would have to use major machinery to do it.
0: Right, that you would have to use the tech that we have now, but that we're being told did not exist back then. So I don't know. And I feel like a, a big part of this is people just being dumb too. We're not logically looking at shit, do you know what I mean? Or we just accept things for what they are. It's like I feel like if we were more, you know, took things from the approach of like, well, how did they actually do? Build the pyramids or how did they actually build like this stone structure with all these different cuts um with stones that are fucking a couple, couple tons that like not even a heavy loader, the, the biggest heavy loader nowadays can lift or a crane or a crane. Right. And we used our minds just. Just minutely thought about this stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? And we're oh, yeah. like, wait, wait a second. Like I feel like we'd begin to start to unravel certain things, which people have with conspiracy things, as well as the architecture stuff. Because like Graham Graham Cracker Cock, what's his fucking name? Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. He like the whole thing with the the uh, water erosion on the back of the pyramids. Um, I think it's him. Someone will probably fucking correct me if I'm wrong, which is fine. But like the water erosion on the back of the pyramids, or some stone, it's like like thousand, like further than anything we thought that the pyramids were for being dated like 20,000 or plus. And, and the water erosion uh, surrounded by the Sphinx. Right. Yeah. I think that yeah. might've been the Sphinx. I yeah. think that might've been what we're yeah. talking about, but like, it's just shit like that. Like we need to start looking at this stuff more than just, than just taking what we're being told because we know what we're being told is often just fucked and it's not real. And it's just to, it's just to get people to fall in line with a certain
1: narrative. And I think that what they try to do is they try to make up stories like, like what have we been told? The pyramids of Giza were erected by slaves, like building this right. block by block by block. Right. Right. When that would literally take, and there's a lots of people, Oh no, that shows here how we could do that. I'll show you a diagram and this. And that. Okay. You don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Somebody knows. Because, like, just take the pyramids of Giza, right? So we'll talk about them first, and then I want to talk about the Mayans, hmm. right? So there's pyramids literally on every continent, including Antarctica. Yeah. Now, now, they're not telling us about those, but we've seen, well, of course, seen on the internet uh, stuff that definitely appears to be pyramids in Antarctica, right? Did you know there's a bunch on the same line? Across, on a late on late lines across the
0: globe. Yeah. Okay. So There's like so many, it's like 20 or something. Yeah. They're in a perfect straight
1: line across around the globe. If it's a globe. Yeah. So, but <laughs> you just take the pyramids of Giza, for instance, like, like astro astrologically, they're aligned with the, with the Orion star system. Right. Right. Exactly. The same way that they're aligned at Teotihuacan in Mexico, right outside of Mexico city. Now, it, it that just just didn't happen okay well so we're just going to throw these pyramids oh where you want to put them like when you're trying to figure out where you want to put your house oh let's put it here so i get southern exposure you know what i mean so so they built these pyramids in line with with the stars which is which is really interesting and and not only that but if you look at the pyramids of giza like they're not four-sided pyramids like when you look Straight down on them, they're actually eight-sided pyramids because the middle of them comes in on a, on a certain degree angle. Why did they do that? Mm. Did they have to be built that way? Because I have a theory that their energy, they, they produce energies, mm. right? That would explain the pools of mercury beneath them. Same thing with Te- Teotihuacan, right? But go back into the Mayan uh, ruins in the Yucatan. Now, I've been there. So I can actually say I've seen these with my own eyes. Now, when you go to Chichen Itza and you see that uh, the one major pyramid that's in all the pictures, they call it the uh, Pyramid of the Gods or El Castillo, it's not as big in person as you would think it is, but it's pretty freaking big. But how were the Mayans who were you know supposed to be primitive people have the technology and not only the math skills or the astrological skills to build these freaking pyramids? Right, because because at uh, excuse me at Chitzenitsa on the equinox, how the sun hits the stairs coming down, it it looks like a serpent moving down the stairs, and and of course at the end of the stairs it is a serpent's head on both sides. All right, how the fuck did they figure that out? And not only that, when you are at the top of that, they said that you could just talk normally, and the the acoustics would go out; it would be like you are on a loudspeaker. And weird. but but here but here's where it goes though, where these civilizations just seem to disappear overnight. Now it's the same thing we've heard about the Atlanteans. Major cataclysm came; they disappeared. Right? We hear about Lumeria. Then we hear about how Lumerians got into this big battle with the, Atlante- the Atlanteans. Okay, so again, lots of pros and cons to that story, but. The Mayans, I mean, this is relatively recent in the, in, the, in the history of the earth, right? Or the history of the world. The Mayan disappearance. Yeah. And no one really knows what happened. No, and like I always said when I was a kid, because I've always been fascinated by this subject, and I think that's why I'm still you know, into it like I am, is that I can remember as a kid saying, well, I know where they went. They went up. They were taken because I was a big believer in aliens when I was a kid, and I still. Al- am. You think the aliens? Got I, them? I think I think they got evacuated. <laughs> I think they got evacuated off this Why? planet. Why? Now there's a lot of there's a lot of people down here that are that are descendants of Mayans, obviously. So maybe mm-hmm. they didn't take all of them. Why would they take them? I don't know. But who gave them that information? Who gave them the knowledge to build those fucking pyramids? Well, yeah. What they tell us. That there was like a famine or disease or. Yeah, there was something like that. Now, and and, and, and it wasn't really associated with the Spaniards coming. Because I want to say the Mayans disappeared before the Spaniards came. Mm. You know, because then you have the Mayans and you got the Incas and you got the Aztecs, which were later. Well, we know the Aztecs got wiped out by the Spaniards. But, you know, and, and you want to talk about technology uh, of the Incas. Look at Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. I mean, that's insane. I would love to go there. But then you talk about these uh, this construction that's happened at Puma Pumku down there in South America, which was supposed to be Incas, right? Where it looks like the stones were actually molten, like melted and put together. And you can't – and there's no mortar. And you can't even fit a piece of paper between them. Right. I mean, where did that technology come from?
0: Right. And it's also in the – the thing is weird, too, because – Some of these ancient structures, there's a clear um, separation of like uh, architecture that's very certain style of stone, stone, certain style of cuts. And then there's add on uh, structures that were added on later that were added on some point later that like, you know, they fit and they're they're molded pretty well, but they're not the same. And they're not as good. And they're not as good. There's a clear distinction. Like, people talk about this. But also, there's in the Amazon, too, like, the Amazon is one of the most unexplored places. Still to this day. On the planet besides Antarctica, maybe. (laughs) But there's, like, they've discovered, you know, giant cities in there with, like, LIDAR, LIDAR, laser detection mapping. Um, And they've only explored, like, a certain percentage, like. And these cities that they found, it's like they hold, I don't know, 60,000 people, could hold
1: 60,000 people. Remember there was an explorer?
0: 100%, 100%, there's more shit in the Amazon.
1: An explorer that went down the Amazon and witnessed all that. Yeah. And somehow they, they killed him off, but some people had escaped out with the story allegedly. Well, there's that, whole, interesting.
0: there's that whole. There's that whole. Idea, or I guess because I don't know how authentic or real this is, but like because there's so many different plant species in the Amazon that that they are basically, the Amazon is basically created through agriculture or gardening. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. So it's like none of the plants there are like natural, just like developed there, I guess. Like you're saying that they were brought there. Right. So like, yeah. Like terraformed. Yeah, so, like, and then for whatever reason c- civilizations fell or, or died out, then they, the agriculture and plants, whatever, like, expanded and grew out. But I don't know, man. That seems like a weird fucking story to me.
1: Yeah, you know, when you start really thinking about how Admiral Byrd said on that TV show, and I can't believe that that's even still out there, but it is, that there was vast continents beyond the poles. Right. And this dude was serious when he said that. Okay. So just that little couple of words put together TV clip as like, like just driving me nuts. Right. Because if there's vast lands beyond a pole, and he said as big as United States. Yeah. Could these maps not be from the world that we know, or is it outside of the world we know? And when they talk about the Hyperboreans, they do bring up. They say the hinges of the firmament in one of them stories. The hinges? The hinges of the firmament. Now, do you think that this could, because none of these land masses in any of these maps resemble the land masses that we know now, with the exception of like the northern part of Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Like that looks pretty similar. But when you know that ocean, the Arctic Ocean, if you say okay, there's no landmass there, it's it's pretty big, but it's not that big. Like I think you could take like what what they're showing us as Antarctica, like the landmass of Antarctica, which is technically a continent, and you placed it on top of that, it would encompass all of that. Yeah. So uh, it's just it's just really weird because to me, the more I think about it, is this these places may exist or may have exist. They could have disappeared or went somewhere else or whatever, but these might exist in a different place on earth that we're not aware of. And maybe they're really there. We just don't know where they're at, which brings us to the other mystery. They're definitely there. And then I was thinking, you know, When we heard in some of the paperwork, Kristen, that we're going to get into later, that we talked about Gateway Process and Stargate Project and things like that, that the CIA is actually, the government is actually coming out and saying, yeah, there is such a thing as multidimensional worlds. Who was to say that the people that made these maps, did this exploration, didn't somehow go through some portal a portal, a wormhole, go through some portal or wormhole or whatever, or go into a different reality. Or just a giant cave where it could be <laughs> where these places actually exist in that these maps are legit. They're just not in the dimension that we're living in. I mean, it's just mind boggling when you think about it. Kristen, what do you have to say about this?
2: I've just been dying to go through one of the portals or, cracks in the ice wall or caves to go into this other land of existence and exist there because I feel like that's where I belong. I mean, I think that it is somewhere that we could go as humans if we knew the right tunnel to go through. I mean... Yes, we could get there astrally, but I think there is a way to actually get there physically, whether it be through a portal or what. But I think there is actually a physical way to get there.
0: Well, the old, like the Native Americans, especially in the Midwest, out out in those regions, like the desert, Arizona, Colorado, blah, blah, blah. There were specific sites um, where there's like cuts and stone structures and stuff like that.
2: Like Mount Shasta?
0: Maybe. I don't know. But they That's in Northern California. They they were regarded as being like portals to whatever or are portals for beings to come and meet them.
2: I think even if you were to go to certain pyramids you would be able to get to whether it be hollow earth, flat earth, hyperborea, I think that those tunnels actually lead to this place.
1: That's yeah, you know, if you, if you take into consideration that pyramids by the theory that they're power plants, who's to say that you can't, by using certain types of energy and power, create your own portal? I mean, maybe you just have to own levitate Stargate, a pyramid, and right? then you
2: can, if like, you can lift it off the ground, maybe it's right underneath.
1: Yeah, you know, I was listening to this other theory that somebody had that portals are not in stationary locations, that portals can be directed by who knows what or who
2: i mean the most of what we see of portals in like hollywood movies is something that you can summon and bring to your existence wherever you may be I mean, some movies, yeah, they're traveling to these portals, like the Witch Mountain or whatever, or Twin Mountains. I forget what movie it was, but there's <laughs> definitely movies where you're traveling to a portal, but it's there's probably other not movies tw- it's probably Hollywood. not Twin
1: Mountain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's something that can be summoned, or there are certain portals where you have to actually travel to.
1: And I think you're onto something. Because, uh, you know, love him or hate him, Stephen King has some really weird shit that he writes about. And when they did the movie uh, Dreamcatcher... Mm -hmm. there was in in, uh, each one of these kids had their own little special power kind of there was one of the kids in Dreamcatcher when they were little and it showed he would take his finger and he would start spinning and he could make his own portal. Have you ever seen that movie?
2: I remember reading the book in like fourth grade. I have to read it it again.
1: Yeah. You know, Stephen King, you kind of wonder if that guy is juiced into some of this stuff or it's just like drug induced on his end. But I think it's uh, both. Yeah, it could be, but he has. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. Again, I don't like his politics. I love his work. But when that kid was spinning his finger, he was creating his own portal. Now, we've all seen the video that's going around the internet where this guy shows in his bedroom a portal opening up and you can actually see through there. I mean, of course, you can do anything with video, right? But let's bring back into uh, Jack Parsons, who was part of the uh, Jet Propulsion Lab and tied in with uh, Alistair Crowley and all that satanic stuff. how he, when, when he was a youngster, <laughs> made his own portal. I mean, I, I, th- I think I think these worlds probably do exist. I, I, I don't I just have this theory that th- they exist, but they're not in the in the dimension that we're in. They're in other dimensions. And maybe some of these people did, it, you know, astral project, to these other places, these other worlds. You know, I know we touched a little bit about that last week, but it's just, it's, it's so mind boggling to me that I can't stop thinking about it. Because how do you, how do you, how can you make your own portal? Can you make your own portal? And if you go through this portal- Where do you go? Where do you go? What's over there waiting for you? And how do you get back? Like that would be, that would be like the one drawback for me of, like if I saw a portal, like your first, your first thought would be, "Oh, let's go check it out." But then you got to think about it. if that portal closes. Like, like you didn't make that portal appear. Right, somebody else made that. I'd portal probably appear. go for it. Yeah, I, I probably would cat. too.
2: I'm I'd going. probably just
1: go. I'd be like, whatever.
2: I'm gonna go. I, I gotta go home and get my cat, and then we're going. I'd
0: what? probably just swan
1: dive straight in. Like, yeah. Well, you know, uh, they had that one story of, of that place down in Tennessee called the Land Between the Lakes, where they had this theory that. Bigfoot and Dogman were actually coming through portals. And this is this is why they disappear. I know it's not really related, but it kind of is. No, I know that they're interdimensional or thought to be interdimensional. Right, but I'm just saying the, the idea of portals of things coming through portals. Do you have to go through a portal to access these lands that supposedly, you know, we know about? I mean, so maybe
0: what somebody if the portals in your own mind. right? Well, that could be too. I but think. But what say if you people, have to open a portal in your brain to even see the Sasquatch.
2: It exists that all around be. us, but the human, like being, we're just light bodies, not just light bodies, but we are light bodies that transcend time and space. And we're cooped up in a physical body where we have eyes and ears and our eyes can only see, they say like 20 to 20,000 Hertz of our, or our ears can only hear 20 to 20,000 Hertz of everything around us. And our eyes can't see ultraviolet light or infrared. So I think. It's very possible that these dimensions, portals, and everything exist all around us. We just literally don't physically have the capability to see and experience these things unless you go through the process of hemisync, which, you know, shutting off the left analytical brain hemisphere and completely living in the right hemisphere, at least for that moment in time. Then you have the ability to use your pineal gland to see. What you're not able to see with your actual eyes. Like
0: your penile gland?
2: Yeah. It has the ability. it, It has, I think they say, like two photoreceptors. Yeah. Why would your pineal gland, which has no access to living daylight in the middle of your, in between your right and left hemisphere, why would it have photoreceptors if it wasn't meant to download and see ultraviolet light and all of light body existence around you? Like, why is the pineal gland there if it's not meant to? Download this data. I don't know. I think do, you think.
1: do you think that through the pineal gland, that's how you link the right and left hemispheres of your brain? Well, it would
0: form I a, tri- a, lot would to do form with a triangle like the Illuminati.
2: They say like you're meant to shut down your left <laughs> hemisphere so that your right can take over. So that way, all logic and analytics is put in the back seat. You can just download data. And I think the pineal gland definitely helps with well, that. Well, for
0: some reason, when you were describing this, I was thinking, I was like, I literally was like, drawing uh, on your forehead.
2: (laughs) Don't draw shit on my forehead.
0: (laughs) I was like picturing like a triangle from your right brain to your left brain and then down to your penile gland and forms a triangle. It would like an upside
1: down triangle. Yeah, yeah. upside down triangle. Hey, you want to know something that's really weird? Have you ever seen that video? It shows the horse walking, and they say, "Okay, if you're watching this and the horse is walking backwards, you're right. You're right-brained. If he's walking forward, you're left-brain." I've seen it. I can watch that video and I can make him go both ways. Same. So
0: I took a test in high school, which well, yeah, it was probably a bunch of horse shit anyway. But it was like a left brain, right brain test. It's like we're gonna figure out what you are. I was dead even. My score was like dead even. Which, like, I guess doesn't happen a lot where it's like, yeah, I could see that though. You use both sides of your brain equally. Like, usually it's more dominant left or right. Mm-hmm. Mine was dead in the middle. But I also took a test to find out what jobs I would be good at. And the results were
1: Podcaster wasn't one of them. No, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> it was a window washer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and a zookeeper <laughs> oh
2: man you do look like a zookeeper i would the take care of a zoo a zoo would be
1: fun yeah you know I, I gotta tell you a really funny story remember how we talked about how things present themselves Kristen? yeah mm-hmm. so uh when i was younger my mom turned me so maybe i've i've said this before i think on episode where one time my mother i was i was a young kid while well, young probably mid-teens or whatever and I was up in the big barn up there and I was just doing something or whatever, probably something my father wanted me to do. My mother comes out and we start talking and she goes, oh my God, I had a dream last night and in my dream. I
0: was a zookeeper.
1: I came to the realization of why you were born, meaning me, why I was born, right? And uh, and, and and that just kind of, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but I wasn't into any of this stuff like to this degree back then. Yeah, you're talking 40 years ago. And, but my mother always had this habit of when she would go to yard sales, if she saw certain books, she would buy them for me. I mean, you're buying books for like 25 cents, 50 cents, dollar, whatever. So I, I remember these books she got me. One of them was called the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Experiment, which talks about reincarnation and things like that. She got me into Buddhism, like reading about Buddhism when I was young, you know, the whole meditation, the... Uh, reincarnation, the different lives and all this, very interesting subject, but she got me a book on harnessing your ESP, like harnessing your extrasensory perception. Uh, and then she got me a book that talks about the right the right-hand brain, the left-hand brain, right? I've located a couple of those books over the last 6 months and I and I've got them and I've been starting to look at them a little bit. Couldn't remember what I did with the right-hand left-hand brain book, right? We talked about that a little bit like a week or so ago. I was going through like a bunch of my stuff in storage and I found this and it's a little book. It's not big. And I found this book. It's got no cover on it. The cover's like ripped right off the whole top of its coffee stains. I'm like, oh, what is this? It was that book, the right hand left hand brain book. So now I'm going to read it. So you, would yeah. you
0: say you found your brain?
1: No, I found this book that I forgot that I had. And then I asked myself, why did my mother always buy me these types of books? Was she trying to tell me, listen, you're here for a higher calling? Like like because we you know, in my family we know about my precognitive things and how I see dreams of like disasters that actually end up happening and my mom has those as well. Just really weird. I had a zombie dream recently? Yeah, like a couple of days
0: ago. Oh, I got to hear it. Let's go. It wasn't really that great, but it was just like uh <laughs> I was in like this town um, there's zombies everywhere and like all these people were just like dude the hordes are coming I was like what do you mean the hordes are coming like they're coming if we could smell them they could smell them for some reason because I guess apparently
2: rotting flesh smells probably right? pretty it has a distinct smell yeah <laughs>
0: probably pretty ripe right so I was like I was like we gotta get the fuck out of here I don't know what you guys are doing let's leave they're like no there's we can't leave and I was like what do you mean we can't leave and I was, they were like they're coming the hordes are coming from every direction so like left right forward back and i was like what the fuck so i basically just had to fucking run and then i just picked a direction and started running and it was just like a wall of fucking zombies and i had to, i was like had to weave and shit and weave in and out and then
1: somehow, so you ran through the zombies yeah because they were like closing
0: in so there was a little space in the corners but <sighs> i got to higher ground and uh that's where i tried to stay But every so often, I had to, like, run out to, like, go get food or, like, How real was it? It's pretty real. Zombie dreams are weird. I don't know if there's anyone out there listening who's ever had a zombie dream. They're, like, uh, for me, they're, uh, Kristen, you have?
2: I've had multiple, yeah.
0: Dude, I've had multiple, too. It's weird. Um, But, like, for me, it's a double-edged sword because it's, like, I like, for whatever reason, I like the adrenaline. But I also... Hate it because it's kind of, kind of fucking scary. And yeah, like, for sure. What What are your zombie dreams? Have what have they been like?
2: Um, the one that comes to mind is I remember being. I felt like it was somewhere close to home where the city was getting evacuated, and I was by myself. And I met up with like a mother and her two children, and she was like, "I know a safe place. I know. I know a place where we can go that it's safe." And in like in my intuition, I felt like. Yes, it's safer for me to be with this mother and her two children because she's gonna protect them at all costs. She's taking me in on her own like she's like basically saying, Come on, little duckling, let's go. I've I've got you And in my mind in the dream I was like, No, we should be going this way. We should be getting out of here, we should keep going north, like we should get to higher ground and we should go in the woods and we should get away from anything man made. But in the dream she brought me to this underground water system area where she was like we just have to go down it was like a rat it was like literally living like a rat where we had to go down this ladder go into this water cement tunnel where yes there was water flowing underground but there was still like a bunch of air and you know you could walk on the sides like a sewer system type of thing and we get down to this area where it's a dead end it's a cement wall there's walls all around us and there was just a door, which was locked, that we had no access to. And I told <laughs> her, I was like, we didn't, We should not be down here. This is the last place you want to be. There's nowhere to run. If the horde comes down through the same ladder we came down, we're done. And that's exactly what started happening. Like, the horde started coming down this ladder and filling up the space that we were in. And they were, we were at a dead end. And there was nowhere to go. And then I woke up. But I did have a recent dream, not zombie-related, where kind of feel like I'm going to die soon because of it. Because, um.
1: Well, that's refreshing.
2: Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what, kind of why I want to get it on the air because if I die, then you guys at least have this. But I had this dream like last week where I was. I had gone through a lot. I can't remember what. Most of my dreams have trauma in the beginning and I have to like run and hide from something. So a lot of it had to do with that. I can't remember what that one was specifically. But I ended up in this place where it was a bunch of wood and I was just like sitting looking out this huge gazing window where everything was I think they call it the land of Mahatma, the land of love where nothing but love exists and I was just like looking through this beautiful window at that land and it was in this giant community meditation center and everybody around me was sitting in the same kind of body shape and meditating and I just felt the sun piercing my skin and I was like absorbing it and I think I was about to I don't know if I was about to transcend or astral project, but I remember actually physically feeling the sun on my skin and then waking up.
1: So when you were in this meditation place, you could look out the window and see this other place? Yeah. Like a portal.
2: Another land of existence. Dude,
1: I have dreams
0: about things like chasing me all the fucking time. Yeah, you do. All the time. And sometimes it's like vivid, like zombie dreams. Or like I've talked to you one about one at one time that wasn't zombies, but there's been multiple, multiple occasions where I just I'm having a dream or something's trying to get me demonic or paranormal or otherworldly. I don't really know. It's just like something because I can feel I can feel the energy of it, whatever it is. Uh, But I don't remember the dream, but I know that something's trying to get me and I'm fucking running and gunning and I wake up and I'm just like, I don't fucking know, but. And it's a shitty feeling. I don't know. It. I don't know. It just is. It's like, it's strange.
1: You have a lot of dreams with demonic things. You know why? Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: you call me a demon from hell. So my ancestors are like, okay, sir.
1: I don't care. Order up. If you, if any of the listeners. Let's
0: go. I don't give a shit. Come
1: at me. If
0: any of All you, y'all demons, come at me, bro. <laughs> Good it, luck.
1: If any of you listeners have any insight on these lost lands and lost civilizations and things like that and would like to come on and talk about it, we would welcome that because I'm going to start getting into it more because I'm going to start looking into a lot of these maps.
0: Or if you had zombie dreams or weird. Oh, my God.
1: Anything crazy like that, just yeah, email us. Okay, dreams so for most for people, just chasing you or whatever.
2: Most people don't know I want to get into it, but I am a very good dream analyzer. Doubt so it. if you want your dream analyzed... Go ahead and send it in. Give no. me all the yeah, details, sure. all the symbols, everything. Like write a book. I will analyze it and send it back to you. Give me or, some time, but I'll do it.
1: Or we could pick one week, uh, yeah. one show out of the month where it can all be listener calls, and we can come. They can call into the show. Uh, we're getting a separate number, uh, a separate phone number to coming to the show. So that's really cool. i thought we already had that. Uh, we have it. We just haven't. No, we have this if they call my cell phone. Oh. But we're having another setup to where they can call into the show. Uh, and it might actually sound better than, than that. Than the cell. Through the cell phone, yeah. All right, Kristen, uh, last week you said you had this thing you were going to do.
2: Mm, yes.
1: Uh, do you want to tell us how that went and explain it a little bit? How How much drugs was it?
2: There were no drugs involved. Oh, that's um, shocking. I didn't even smoke weed before I went because I wanted to be completely like clear and whatever, not bogged down by shadows and fog. But so I went to my first biofeedback therapy session, and I'm just going in there with an open mind. I was impressed. I'll say that. Like I have tried to be hypnotized by like one or two different people, and I I think for the same reason I have a difficulty astral projecting. I am unable to be put in that hypnotic trance. I just have this inability to lose control. I feel like I'm always in control and I have to be in control. But anyways, I go here and the lady, she spent the first hour like kind of doing an intake. Like, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? What's bothering you? What's a festering thought that's on your mind every day type of stuff? So she got to know me on that kind of level And then the second hour of the session, she actually hooked me up to the biofeedback uh, system where she puts this sensor around your whole head, one around each wrist, and then one around each ankle, and connects that to the computer. I wish I could have seen the screen that she was looking at, but my eyes were closed. Um, But basically, she has a background in hypnotherapy, biofeedback, quantum medicine, quantum physics. She's pretty smart. We'll just say that. She's she's talking the whole time as I'm hook up to, hooked up to these sensors and I have my eyes closed and I'm just trying my best. Like she's playing water sounds every, what felt like, like every 10 seconds there'd be a water sound playing. And she was basically starting with the breath, focus on your breath and try to remove any thoughts that you may have additionally to that. So I was trying my best with that and then she played the water sound and she's like, Go somewhere where you can breathe in peace and tranquility and just breathe those in and exhale any, like, you know, things that bog you down. So I was doing that, exhaling stress. But every time I would hear that water sound, unfortunately, it would bring me back because me and my best friend that passed away through that psychosis, narcoleptic, spiritual awakening trauma that we went through, both of us, um, every single place that my brain brought me to was a place that me and my friend had visited together in this physical life. So I'm sitting there with my eyes closed and tears are just like falling out because as beautiful as beautiful as it was to be back in those places with my friend, it wasn't a place where I could breathe in like peace and tranquility. It just made me feel so tense and sad. So I had to fight through that and cry silently like cuz I know she was I really wanted to see where this where this like not experiment, but you know, this process led to. So I tried really hard to ask my brain to bring me somewhere that I've never been because literally everywhere I've been, I've been with her. That's the crappy part about living in a small state. Um, so I could hear the lady like accessing different parts of my body and mind. And she started going into the heart center And when she went into the heart center, she was talking about like I could barely hear her talking, but my subconscious could. And when she did that, it was almost like I went into this void of just void of nothingness. But everything at the same time, it was like that cosmic void, which I've never been able to access. My eyes were closed. I was still attached to my body, but it was like a like an open canvas just traveling through. We're going to leave the body right now and we're going to go somewhere different. So she starts talking about like living through the heart And how my mind, which is true, it battles, like, if you have a question to ask yourself, and you start getting answers like, oh, well, maybe this, maybe that, I don't know, what if, if we do yes, it's this, if we do no, it's this, that's your brain talking, you need to shut that off. She was basically like saying, go live through your heart, and anytime you have a question, your heart's only going to give you a, a yes or a no. There's no other bullshit. It's going to give you a yes or no. So I started focusing on that and focusing on like heavy areas of my life where I've been living through my brain and not my heart. And in that moment, it kind of brought me through that void into this other area, which I've never been. And that water sound came back. And then all of a sudden I'm floating in this like, it was definitely a cloudy day, like a rainy day where the water is like that gray, dark blue kind of dark water. And usually I'm afraid of that. But I was like, it was just my head above the water. And I was just like, I didn't have to tread water or anything, but I'm just like existing in this place where I was truly breathing in peace and tranquility. It was all just super tall pine trees all around me. Not another human in sight. I had no fear of, well, the fear crept up of like, oh no, what are the sea creatures like in this water around me? But it quickly disappeared because it was almost like a weightless... Buoyancy with just my head above water and I had nothing to worry about and I just once I realized those things I was able to fully take in just existing in this other I don't know dimension or plane of existence and it was very like therapeutic and calming and soothing and I don't know that was huge for me, but at the end of the session She basically was giving me my results and she was saying so first I tapped into the vagus nerve which is what houses a lot of fight or flight which is what i've been stuck in and she said most people are at a 70% vitality level in the vagus nerve your level 17% and that to me was like yeah that's accurate makes sense she starts telling me how she went into like my heart center into um like a thyroid disease center and just all these different areas of my electromagnetic being in this physical body and i don't know i just felt like the things that she she touched on were pretty accurate especially with the numbers too like she was saying how my heart was in the high 90 percent which i was actually surprised by because i don't feel like i actually live through my heart but i think i've been focusing more on doing that in the past year and to see that in the high 90s was kind of um i don't know a positive feeling for me
1: is that what all the uh, sensors were for, to get those readings?
2: Yeah. yeah. She said there are 7,000 possibilities that she can access through those sensors, like different areas of your body and your brain and your your ethereal self, your spiritual self, your astral, shell, astral self, all these areas. Um, she basically said, like, you have a gift. Um, and I asked her about astral projection, and she said, yes, you have the ability to exist on two different planes. People like you can go through the physical body and the astral body and travel to these places and get the information you're looking for. She's like, I'm going to help you get there. You're going to be able to get all this information. You're going to be able to answer anyone's questions, your own questions. Like, this is where psychics go. This is where people, gifted people go, is in these different realms of existence to get all this information.
1: Yeah, you know, I find that very interesting, like the whole psychic thing. Like the use of psychic detectives that actually like solve crimes and things like that, but uh, yeah, I, I wonder, you know, if 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 everybody has that ability again. How we talked about now, you did that like totally with no drugs or anything, which is I would think the best way to do it. But like when you talk about when you uh, access certain things when you do your ayahuasca trips, right? So or or people that do LSD trips, which I've never done LSD. I've done mushrooms, but not LSD. But I I still kind of think that that is like opens up that gateway to you to like leave this dimension and go into another dimension in a sense, which is kind of scary, like big time. It's like we said, if you see a portal, you're going to jump through, or you're going to be hesitant to jump through, right? Swan diving. Yeah. So, uh, so what was the uh, like the final result of this? Other is it just what you just explained, or was there something deeper? To me, that
2: there like the reassurance and the validity of what I've been feeling was the final result, at least for that first session. I'm going to go back. Um, And she was able to get my vagus nerve to go up to 42% through the breathing exercise and giving my mind that safe space in that lake with the pine trees around to go to. That was huge. Um, So driving back the whole way, like I felt very calm and actually tranquil and I felt like I had a tool to use where I could go to this space whenever I felt stressed or anxious or depressed. So I've been using it the past week. Like it's been weird. Like I know actually that physically that place isn't somewhere that I, I mean, it it's possible in New England. There is a place like that, that I saw in my mind that exists that I could go. But it's, it's this weird feeling to know that anytime I get like, I don't know. It's I've just been using it as I've been using it as a visual tool in my mind that when I feel overwhelmed, like I can use it as like a calming technique to know that that place exists and that someday I'm going to go there. So no matter what happens in this physical body in this time of existence for me, like I'll ultimately end up in a state in a light body where I can go travel to that place anytime I want or I can do anything I want. So I've just been kind of like picturing that anytime I get sad, whereas it's interesting because I've done EMDR therapy and I've done a bunch of d- different types of therapy. And when I first did EMDR, I was screaming and wailing and crying and groaning the whole way home. Like I just reprocessed the trauma. Like I was living it and again, living it. Yeah. yeah. And this was such a very light, just very calming. You
1: know, what's really interesting. Like you say about going to certain places. Now I have, I, and I've talked about this before. I've had all these past dreams of these particular locations that in your dream like like you don't know you're dreaming like you're really there yeah. right like you're really there like this one particular house that i keep going back to in my dreams like that i lived at this house and or, or this uh or this section of town which is in our town like in my dream it's in our town because there's certain buildings and landmarks in our town that are in that dream which is totally bizarre and then and then it's weird because You know, you could have these dreams like a long time ago and then just something triggers it and it brings it right back to you like like you just had that dream like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Which is really weird because when you're in that dream, like in in certain dreams you know you're in a dream and other dreams you don't know, which kind of brings you into like that, the whole concept of the movie Inception. But I have this one particular freaking house that I keep going back to. It's like, do I live there in another realm? Did I live there at some other time? But it's in modern times. Like when I go to this house in these dreams, like it's not like in the past, it's like in modern times, it's just really, really bizarre. The place that your brain can take you when you're either sleeping or you're maybe not clouded by all this other bullshit and information and these radio waves that you get. So I had this idea that I wanted to build like this, uh, like this little room and, and make it like a Faraday room. So when you're in this room, you're not getting like inundated with anything
2: in your mind. You're going to make that room.
1: People... No, I'm going to make the room physically, hmm. where you can go into this room and nothing can access it. And I'm going to try to make it climate control so it's the same temperature, like like that, so your body would acclimate to that. Kind of like how they did... And this is something else I want to look into, like it, sensory deprivation. Yes, yes. So, so have you heard? <clears throat> have you heard of like the float therapy, which is Becoming to be quite a big thing. Like the sensory
0: deprivation tanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like think tanks. Now, is it the movie altered states that actually starts out with a guys in a think tank and that, and that's actually where that term came from was basically float tanks, but they have these things called float therapy now, and it's actually salt water and they, you know, figure out how much salt's going to go in based on your weight so that you become weightless basically in the dream. In that you're, I mean, not, well, you're in the float tank, you're actually weightless, but you're not going to sink, so you're not going to drown. So it's kind of like a fail safe type of thing. And the temperature of the water is brought up to be exactly what your body temperature is, which is what, 98.2 or something like that. And And it's supposed to be total sensory deprivation, where you can just go into another realm or another state of relaxation.
2: I could use that in my life because I think that's what's hold what holds me back is that kind of disassociation where my body's like, We got to do this, this and this but if I was in some sort of setting where I didn't have to worry about regulating my body temp or worrying about not drowning and staying afloat that I would have such greater access. Like they say, once you get into those meditative states, your brain operates at a like a fifty thousand or eighty thousand time processing speed of what it operates on a regular basis. Mm-hmm
1: yeah because you're not inundated with so much outside information you can you can bring all your thoughts from inside instead of taking external forces that are that you have to fight like i try to explain that to my wife my wife can't sleep right and i see her whenever i wake up she's always on her phone at night i'm like put that fucking phone away and try to get some sleep so i was wondering if that uh
2: uh, biofeedback biofeedback
1: if i should get her uh, 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 that's something i would definitely no I, i'm trying to help my my wife does not sleep and i don't understand how she even functions to be honest with you give her some whiskey before bed yeah well she tries that with tequila so i mean that doesn't really work either all right so i thought that that uh, we gave you some interesting information
0: yeah no hyperborea is a good one uh, whatever the hell she was talking about with the bio feedback electricity No, I'm really interested. No, I'm really interested.
1: I'm really interested in that stuff. No, I think it's interesting too. Yeah, yeah, because um, I've always I've always had that like I know that I have like extra sensory stuff going on. precognitive like stuff. A, I've known
0: like an autistic person. I've
1: known that my whole life. No, not autistic. Although In all seriousness, they do. I think some autistic people are freaking genius savants.
0: Well, they also have hypersensitive sensory sensory. senses. Sensory, they have like, like they're more, uh, their their senses are heightened. I guess I should say so. Like loud noises, or like they can hear shit like really far away, like across the room that like Mm -hmm. no one could hear, but they can because their senses are heightened. Shit like that. But my closing words are like the stuff we talked about earlier in the episode. (laughs) just I don't know make up your mind about shit you know take a take a stand on stuff if you don't if you're not if you don't agree with it uh, but you know also explain why you don't agree with it I guess silence is agreement yeah as far as I'm concerned Um. also uh, just so just yeah just think about that like don't just sit in the backseat and let like these forces as Kristen would say people you don't even know or give a fuck about or don't even know you like run your life i guess take a stand against that shit that's
1: all i gotta say take a stand for what's right and what's morally right and and i mean i mean who's to say what we think is moral somebody else might think is not moral right and vice versa right again with the inversion so, anyways, hope you enjoyed the information. Kristen, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing your biofeedback story with us because I was looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, that no, was cool.
1: I and uh, so, anyways, if you guys have any feedback for us, let us know. You can email us at Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Yeah, leave us some reviews on Apple. We haven't had a review in over a month now.
0: Also, don't get too butthurt about what people say. Words is words, motherfuckers. It doesn't. I mean, it does matter, but it also really doesn't. It's like people have their fucking opinions. Let them say it. If you don't really agree with it, you can combat that. But don't get so butt hurt on it that you're gonna make a problem about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take like it. People, take it in and decide to let it go. Kristen has her opinions on shit. Ron has his opinions on shit. I have my opinions on shit. We talk about it. We don't always agree with each other. I definitely don't always agree with Ron. Kristen's definitely a weirdo. And that's
1: exactly but how that's it... The that's the point. That's how it needs to be. That's
0: the fucking point. People need to be able to say what they want to say, when they want to say it, and not, like, be fucking... I don't know. It shouldn't be a huge issue. That was my closing words. Ron, follow him. Ron from New England uh, on Instagram. Follow us at the Wicked Planet podcast on Instagram. Wicked Planet podcast. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Kristen.
2: Iridescence 919. dear underscore and underscore crow. And we are still accepting online alias name requests for me. Yeah, we didn't <laughs>
1: get you. much feedback from that. but I uh, saw
2: someone do osteo-occultist. I did like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of like that a little bit. I like Spooky Girl, too. That's kind of cool.
2: Something like that, you know. I don't know. I'm
0: still going with demon from hell.
2: Demon from Hell could work.
0: Boom. But anyway,
1: uh what do you, what do you have to say? You can find Tristan Buckley at tristan.a.buckley <laughs> on Instagram. With that, you
2: can get his home address, his license plate, his whoa, social security, whoa. his wife, his daughter, his parents. Whoa. Everything you want. Phone whoa, number, whoa. just type it in.
1: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares. No, no one
2: cares about me. Somebody does.
1: All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We might see you before. For next weekend I don't know we'll see we're, we're trying to f- we've been contemplating on what day we're going to start recording and try to take try to make that work for everybody but I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll do see what we can do you get what you get and you like it that's what
2: I say yep stay spooky we are hoping to plan an event admission price equals skull or bones you have to bring something dead I'll oh now all down. the occultists what? are going to say
0: did they say skull and bones yes. oh my god the Illuminati.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Kristen, stay spooky. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley (laughs) out.